Welcome back, I'm Kim Valley Chiefs for Diana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. We're recording a couple of special in-between sessions. As you would be aware, we're in the midst of an international series, but we thought we'd catch up with one another and talk about a few things amongst ourselves just to keep you on track with the things that are day-to-day happening in the management of businesses around Australia. We're going to talk today about taking on new ideas and how you should not block your success by rejecting an idea that you don't understand or that you're wary of or that you're scared of. Let's, let's be honest, sometimes we're just scared of a new idea. And Fuliana's got some very interesting information to share with you on this topic. Well, actually, yes, it, I do have... Most of the time, somebody come up with an idea and there is early adopters who will immediately go, oh, new idea, and they sort of all ears and, and wanting to take it on board. There's others that might all of a sudden, without realising, have a block. <laughs> and the block could be, I don't like that person, so I'm not listening. Or their track record is not good. When I heard other ideas before, we wasted a lot of time on it and it didn't work out. But most of the time, it really uh, seemed to be more about, I don't know what they're talking about. I don't want to admit it. I don't want to embarrass myself. I'll find a way to say, either come up with a different idea (laughs) or to block it, find fault with the idea. Now, that's a huge danger because uh, what happens is, what if this was the idea that's going to take you places? What is the idea that you're going to give you heaps of benefit? And all of a sudden, you're blocking your own success and throwing it out. And you put so much effort into blocking the idea that if you had just used that effort into listening and taking it one step at a time. And and yes, I understand that new ideas can be daunting. And I'm often faced with new ideas that are daunting and I get overwhelmed. And we've talked about overwhelm in other podcasts. And so what we've suggested in those situations is no different to now. You look at it at face value, list down for yourself the objections that you've got and look at them in a reasonable light and say, well, really, what is this objection? Is it, if I'm scared, what is it that I'm scared of? Being afraid is not a reason on its own. It's just a symptom of something else that you're feeling or some other concern that you have. And so you you need to look a little bit more carefully at what is making up that fear. And is it that... You are worried about how you will learn, whether you will understand it, all those sorts of things. Just break it down into all of the component parts and then address each of those so that if you're worried about whether you will understand it or not, we live in an age where you can find out any kind of information you like on your own, on your own terms and learn it in your way. So if you're not a person who learns by sitting in a classroom, you can look it up on YouTube. You can look it up and, and listen to a recording. A lot of the stuff, and th- this is probably something that we haven't touched on before, but we, I do keep mentioning about YouTube, but YouTube is not just videos. YouTube is also audio recordings, mm. and so you can find things there that you can just listen to. Spotify is another great resource for listening to things, not just music, but there's also now a lot of podcasts, a lot of recordings, podcasts themselves. Every Monday, I get an email from a fellow in the US offering guests 
that we might like to have on our particular podcast. And it lists six different podcasts that I might want to be a guest on as well. And that's every Monday and continuously a number of podcasts I see that are out there that are on absolutely any kind of topic at all. So there's always information out there that you can access these days. We do live in the information age. So whatever you identify when you're breaking down those components into what it is that's blocking you from taking on this idea, there will be a solution. There will be a resolution. It might be something you can do on your own. It might be something you can enlist aid with. It might be something that you just need to talk through. And then all of those things, once you've done them, it's like anything. When you do the thing that you fear the most... You feel the best. Yep. And not only that, it, and that, that, that journey itself becomes a huge satisfaction. Yeah. So I'm now going to share with you, and I know I'm going to get lots of interruptions, but I'll keep going. What happened, I started doing the mentoring and coaching, and I had what I would call quite a few clients, but I still felt that I had more time, I had more time. So Kim said, oh, this is not the first time you whinged about that. Um, why don't you do? <laughs> why don't you actually reach more people, people that you are trying to help, that either having got access to mentors because of distance, location, or cost, and you could we could do that doing podcasts. So as soon as she said the word podcast, I thought, oh, I never heard that before. What is it? And not only that, but I, I'm not embarrassed. I've never embarrassed to say, I don't know what somebody's talking about, but I'm always curious. So I said to her, what, what, what is it? And, and Kim explained to me everything she could. And then she also told me the benefit of podcasts versus going to a classroom or going to learn about something. You could do it while you're driving. You could do it, etc., etc. So anyway. <laughs> I didn't say she could do it when she was at the gym. <laughs> So I knew that would also mean nothing to her. <laughs> gym, gym, no gym. But walking, yes. So anyway, so I thought to myself, well, I don't know about this. I really don't know. And I don't know how would people find us. How would people want to listen to us? We're not specialists in this area. And Kim says, oh, no, they don't. If they want to go specialist, they will go to a specialist. They want to hear your experience. They want to hear how we acted on other people's behalf, how what other people thought. So we'll have guests come to uh, podcasting, etc. So we started it. I, I honestly, even I've, I was very excited to do the research, find out more, learn more, because it was a new topic. However, I realized even with all of that, I really didn't have the same grasp and feel that Kim did and the foresight that Kim had. But I trusted that two things. One, Kim, because if she knows, she knows, she doesn't put it on. And the other thing is I thought to myself, well, what is it I'm afraid of? So it doesn't work. I don't know what it is, but it doesn't work. So what? No, we well, know. <laughs> so what? I would be learning. Um, the other thing is... No, no, no. <laughs> let, let's be honest. This is the first interruption. What she thought was this is a really good excuse for once a month at least to have lunch or dinner out. <laughs> I can always find excuses for that. But, and then the other thing is uh, was... The, if it does work and we can reach one or two people 
anywhere, interstate, internationally, whatever, if one person listened and said, oh, that was handy, I wanted to, to hear that from and they got something out of it, then my job is done. So the risk was very, very little, and the return was great in that being able to help. So what had happened is then we started, then I started, I didn't mean to, but I felt myself putting up objections and saying, oh, what technology, what do we need to buy, what then and how and where and where do we do this and what sort of studio do we need. And Kim just turned around and said, no, you got it all, we got the phone, it's all under control, really calmly. <laughs> and so what we did is, okay, we gave it a go and guess what, actually could hear it and it worked and I could then see what Kim could see. So that was really good. And then came the fun where, again, when you're working with other people, don't just piggyback. Do not just say, well, Kim is great, so I'll just let her. Uh, Kim wouldn't let me anyway. Kim said, right, that's great, so we did it at your house, we recorded it, now you've got to send it to me. And I, she did laugh, and I didn't get the you know, importance of that laugh. And then later on I found out, I can't just email it to her. And so she knew that, but I didn't. So guess what? Then, that's when it all kicked in. It kicked in that I've got to teach myself that. I've got to try many things. Some will work, some will not work. I know Kim will help me in the end if I'm really stuck, but I've got to make an effort. Doing that, I got an enormous, enormous um, learning out of it. I was absolutely delighted knowing that a lot of the people put up their hands to be our guests and they specialists and were respected in their fields. So that was really good. The feedback that we got was fantastic and the users and it's grown and we now up to over 150 episodes or, so, or they're reaching worldwide audiences. But more importantly, if you look at podcasting, which is the topic that I knew nothing about, I just found out that there was over two, 29 million episodes as of April 2019. And to highlight the growth, Apple confirmed there were over 550,000 podcasts at uh, Apple Worldwide Development Center 2018 in early June. So even it's grown, but more recently, it's just skyrocketed. So people are using it for different things and, and all of that. So what if I just turned around and said to Kim, oh, no, I don't think that will work. And then how much would I have lost? Mm. The, the other thing, too, that, that we need to emphasise in that story is that if you're the one who's got the idea and you're proposing the idea, yeah. you don't have to have all the answers. It hasn't always been smooth sailing. Things haven't always worked technology-wise, which is where I'm supposed to be the expert. <laughs> we have had our challenges even today. We're in a location where we were going to do some remote recording and I brought along all the equipment and failed to notice one fairly important point in the equipment in that we needed a microphone, an external microphone, and I didn't bring that along. I could have used the headset from my phone, but that's in another location in the locker away from where we are actually doing the recording. As the instigator of the idea, you don't have to have all the answers. It, it should also be a learning experience for you as well, because if it's not, 
then why would you do it? I, mm. I really think that everything you do should involve some sort of learning, some sort of growth, some sort of challenge, because that's where you'll get your achievement happening. When someone actually object, if you on that mm. point where you're saying somebody has an idea and somebody blocks it or tries to, one of the things that you've really got to do first and foremost is stop and breathe because you know you immediately want to react back and mm. say you're blocking without hearing, but mm. you don't say that. Mm. And then just say, oh, look, oh, just give me a second. I'm thinking about your reaction and trying to work out. And then say, Could, were you able to share with me what? Is it that you like or dislike? How about we work together because I really think you might have something there that would help shape this project. So get them to come into the idea and um, you won't win them all the time, but I think by that, make them feel comfortable and even if they don't know what podcasting is. If I was a different person and I was really scared or whatever, proud or whatever, to let Kim know that I don't know what that podcasting is and I was trying to mask it, then I think by if if what I would have responded to, maybe if somebody says, what do you like, what do you dislike, and then we start talking and they say, but how will it work? And then you get to the the bits where I become to understand or be open and make worthwhile comments or considered comments, I should say, instead of just blocking comments. I think, too, that from the, the idea instigator point of view, you, you get all wrapped up in this idea and you know that it's going to work and you know that this person that you're proposing or people, the team that you're proposing the idea to, are the, exactly the right ones for it in your view. You've got a different vision to them. And unless you transfer that vision to them in a way that they can see as well, yeah. then they're not going to be able to take on the idea and the, the first wall of defence will be raised because they do not understand what you are saying. They cannot see what you are talking about. And so it is your responsibility when you've got that idea is wrap yourself up in it, enjoy it, love it, then put that package to one side and sit yourself on the other side of the table and think about what it is like when a new idea comes at you and think about this idea you've got in terms of the people that you've, you're going to present it to, the people that you're considering. You should know them well enough to know what they can take on and what they can't take on. And in this case, I can say that when I thought about proposing this, and I didn't do it on one occasion, I have to say <laughs> like, yes. like anything, yes. it took drip, drip, drip before we finally got to a point where we were doing this. And I understood that. I understood that it was going to take that amount of time because it was going to be totally foreign, totally new. And, and even though I knew that Fuliana took on lots of information and kept her learning up to date, this was probably not an area that she was accessing for all of the reasons because it was a bit more techno and a bit... and. and She's not. She's a talker. She's not a listener necessarily. Oh, I'm a listener. <laughs> I, look, I can go to the family. So I knew that I had to present it in a different way. And for me, in this situation, and for me in a lot of situations where I have introduced new ideas, it's about me offering my experience of this idea. So in this case, I said I've been listening to these podcasts yeah. about these things. Can I send you a link? Do you want to listen to this one? Because I think you'd really yes. value the, what they're saying in this. Or I found the ideas intriguing, whatever it was, and introduced the concept of it 
from a user point of view. So that was very helpful actually yeah. because I was able to. And when you said I'm not a listener, you're right in that context. I I don't turn on and listen to no. a radio or a program or even YouTube at no. that time. Yeah. The the way that you knew a topic was of relevance or timing or whatever yeah. that was very helpful. Yeah, yeah. And, and by the same token. When I'm struggling with with issues that I need to deal with or resolution of of problems that I might have in other spheres, Fuliana knows that I'm a reader and so she will send me links to articles that she thinks I should read rather than Mm. send me other kind of information. And so you you just got to think about it from the other point of view and it's no different to any other kind of... Um, negotiation really yeah and that's what it is and so you you, on the one part you think about the blocks that might be there and why and if you're the one that's feeling the blockage you think about that but there is a big responsibility on the person proposing the idea to think of it in terms of how it's going to be received and what other information needs to be presented so that it can be received well. I've come from a week of being exposed to Amazon products at an Amazon summit and now that I say that I'm thinking they really needed to do that last week. You know, It goes back to who is your ideal customer. In this sense your ideal customers are these people that you're going to propose this idea to. Mm-hmm. So what is their uniqueness, what is their speciality that you need to address in terms of the project that will make them take it on board, that will make them excited, that will transfer that vision that you've got to them so they can see it with their eyes. I think we've probably covered that in enough detail for you this time around. So until next time, I'm Kim Bailey. She's Pugliana Osborne and this is Inside Executive.